Welcome back, Kingdom. You know, we are on, this is episode eight. Can you believe it? We're on episode eight. I am so, so, this is episode eight, right? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I, had to do, I had to do a double take for a second. No, we are on episode eight of this of this whole podcasting that we're doing. And we're so thankful for everyone who has listened to us. Um, so uh, my name is Myra, by the way. I'm Skaya. And this is Casey. And together we are going to be talking about something that is very timely, okay? Uh, today we're going to be talking about, you know, today, uh, Kina, we're going to be talking about ties and offerings and also uh, some of the mis- misgivings and the misconceptions that people have towards uh, pastors, you know, um, you know, having nice things, you know, in a way. Um, so basically there's like this, I, I call it, I call it an arbitrary line because um, I'm not saying that this is the title of our podcast today, but I feel like sometimes there is a line um, that we kind of form and, um, and some people don't, don't see that line. Some people are just like, I know I'm going to give, that's what I, that's what uh, we are supposed to do. And, and I'm going to tithe and I'm going to, um, give offerings up. Uh, but there are some people that have kind of, a, they're, they're not really open to doing that because they have this idea of what those funds are going to, or they have like this ill-perceived notion that the funds that they're giving is going to something that is not of God in a sense. And so uh, we're going to just be talking about tithing. We're going to be talking about, you know, the offerings that we give up and, and what it truly means. And so the weight of this, you know, it's very, very important. And so we want to make sure that you guys understand what, what it really means. And so Casey is the one. <laughs> Casey, she's been coming up these topics and and but they're so timely. So, um, but I want her to kind of, you know, talk about why she wanted to talk about this particular topic. Well, actually, it came about because I was having a discussion with someone, and they had sent or talked about a documentary that they had seen on TV, and this basically. Um, exposing um, these pastors who were using the money um, for their personal things. And they were basically, it was basically corruption in the church at the time. So they based a the whole documentary on this. And um, I was having this discussion with this person, but this person's already on like on the fence about tithing and like, why you know like why are we tithing or like they're just kind of like in that bounds where they feel like we don't really need to tie but the thing is we spend money on everything else so quick I'm just like I, I like food so I'm so quick to spend some money on some food I mean some people like shopping they'll be quick to spend some money on shopping and it's like you're paying a tithe it's just you're paying a tenth of what you make and you're basically saying, Lord, this is what I'm going to give to you because you blessed with me with so much that I have to give that I'm able to give to you. And mm-hmm. it's like looking at that, you should be appreciative that God has blessed you with money to have so that you can buy these things that you want to buy or food or whatever you 
indulge in. You know, it's like you're buying these things. You're so quick to you spend so much money on Amazon or go on a shopping spree or whatever it is. Pay, pay, I mean, girls pay so much money for their hair. It's like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And you are hesitant when you're like, I'm going to give this money to the church because like, oh, I didn't know where this money is going. And da 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 da. You're not, you're giving the money because you're saying, hey, Lord, this is, I appreciate you. And this is what I'm going to give to you because I know that you supply all my needs. And you're, and this is only a little bit, but I'm going to give it to you because I already know that you're going to continuously take care of me. And I'm doing this because I trust you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's so, that's so true. And so, this this is really the first question that really comes to mind is, you know, that I want to make sure that we address is why is it important to tithe? Why is it important? What does it even mean to tithe? And so, uh, Skya, did you want to touch on that in particular or? Um, sure. So tithing... Tithing is something that we do, and it's it's a it's a sacrifice that we make every single time that we get paid, get you know our source of income, and so we offer some of that to God. You know, we give some of that to God, and so we should offer our tithes and offerings to this. Bring our tithes and offerings to the storehouse, so there may be meat in God's house, and so we are giving some of what we have earned you know, to the church. So that way there may be me in God's house. So a lot of times those pastors, when people give their tithes and offerings, I know the church that I attended and the churches that I have attended, I would see where that money was going. And I didn't even need to see where it was going though to give my tithes and offerings because I wasn't giving it to them. This is something that I'm giving to God essentially. Like, Lord, you are the one who, provides for me. You're my provision. You allow me to have this job. You allow me to have this steady source of income. You allow me to have money in my pocket, uh, clothes on my back and a house, a roof over my head. You allow me to have these things. And so I'm, I'm going to give something that I've, I've worked for to show you that I appreciate all that you have done. And this is just a little, this does not compare at all to what you have done for us. So I think of me offering unto the Lord, not giving something to people, because God knows where you have placed your offering. If you're trying to please people and just give an offering so you look nice, or you're actually doing because you're saying this is to the Lord my God, this is something that I'm offering because he has blessed me so. So we're doing this to bless the church. And um, I've seen people, I've seen my pastors use that money to bless other people. And I know that I had a little part in it because I provided tithes every time, every you know week or every, uh, every other week whenever I got paid. And so it felt so good also just to, just to know that I knew exactly where it was going in the church, but it doesn't have to be the case. Knowing that you're giving it to God, that should be more than enough. So we give so that we can show God that we're sacrificing something and we give so that there may be meat in his house. Mm. 
Absolutely. And so the the people that, you know, kind of believe that what you're giving is to that pastor, you know, um, you have to know where your heart is when you're giving. If you if your heart is thinking about where the money is is going in that sense and only that, then really, is it a sacrifice? Is it a sacrifice? Um, I, I began to think about that because one of the one of one of the kind of roadblocks for me, and I'm just going to be real with you guys. Um, one of the roadblocks for me, and initially when I was starting to focus on God in that sense, I, when I started my walk with God, um, I didn't understand why people had to tithe and and to give up offerings. And I even questioned if it was in the Bible. <laughs> that's how, that's how um, small-minded I was. I, I was like, where does it say in the Bible that we have to <laughs> give up 10%? And it's like, girl, Genesis, girl, right? <laughs> it's like, and now I know where it is. But at the same time, at that time, I was so clueless and I was just so focused on the fact that we had to give up something, you know, like I have to give up this in, in order to, for what? Like, why should I have to give up 10% of what I have? Um, they look like they're, they're doing okay. Like this church look good. Like, you know, um, <laughs> why, why, why does my money matter? And when I had to break against that mold of, of thinking that way, that narrow-minded focus, um, you know, because it is narrow-minded because you're only thinking within the spectrum of your own understanding. And so by opening up your mind to why we tithe and why we give up offerings before the Lord, you know, it, it breaks something. It breaks something in the natural, but it also breaks something in the spiritual. And uh, the process, though it is painful, you will eventually see the fruits of what you give when your heart is in the right place. And so that was something that I had to break through. And it is a roadblock because if you, um, if you're, you can become, if you can be as anointed, you know, you could be anointed and all of that. And, uh, but without that trust, you know, how can the glory fall, you know? And so uh, oftentimes we put those restrictions on ourselves, And I think that kind of prevents us from getting to the magnitude of who we can be in our walk with God. Um, so I consider it to be a roadblock. Um, if it's something that you're kind of were like thinking about if it's something that you dwell on if you like I I love God and I love worshiping and I love to go to church and I, I love to just seek God in, in my prayer and things like that and you know but I you don't give it's like how authentic how how big of a ripple effect could it have if you were to give up that offering and the the, the worship that you're currently having do you know the what it can become if you make that sacrifice. And I'm going to be honest in that way, in that sense too, because when I like just gave it all to him and I began to tithe and when I give, went to begin and uh, give up offerings to, to God, because that's what I thought about. I was like, I was thinking about God. I'm like, God, this is a sacrifice to me. You know, you know, you know, okay, you see my bank account, uh, you know that this is a big sacrifice to me. And so when I worshiped, I worshiped from that, that 
place. And so I believe that blessings can come to you when you when you just give authentically. And then you also think about the source of what you're giving rather than where where it's going. And, you know, there's a lot of things we can talk about with that. But um, Casey, is there anything else you want to share in, in that way? In that Yeah, I was going to say, for me, um, it was never a doubt in my mind that I wouldn't give. Like when I started following God, because I was just like, Lord, you've already done so much for me. I was seeing what he was doing for me uh, spiritually and emotionally, how he was building me up. And I wasn't in a position where I was able to give at that time. But I trusted God and every little thing that I did give, get I gave some of it, even though it wasn't a lot. And then God began to bless me with more so that I can maybe give, you know? And then I became to a place where I would be regularly giving because he was supplying the need for me to give. But the thing is, he always gave me provision. Like he always kept me like through all of those stages, even when I wasn't working, I never lacked anything. God was always Mm -hmm. making sure I had everything that I needed. So in my mind, it was never a doubt in my mind that I would not give if I could give, you know, if I'm able to get, I always say this, Lord, if you can get it to me, you can get it through me because I already know what, how much you've done for me. So it was, that was never a thought. Now, when I wasn't living right, of course, I wasn't thinking about tithing or whatever. I probably would have made up an excuse or something. I don't know. But the thing is, is because my mindset wasn't there. I wasn't living for God. But when I decided, hey, I'm living for God, tithing is part of my life. Offering is part of my life. You know, I realized that I have to sacrifice in order to maintain and grow my relationship with God and show him how serious that I, I am about this relationship. So that's why I did it. And so there's no doubt in my mind of that. But I became into this one place where when I was in church and like sometimes you have these instances where they're like, well, uh, if you can give and they say an amount and I would get this like almost like this cringe feeling every time they would do that. And I'm just like, Lord, I was like, man, I don't like that. You know, I don't like, you know, like when they do that, you know, tell me like a number or something like that. But I prayed about it one day. And the thing is, sometimes the Lord will give a number to certain people because I remember one time they they did that and the Lord gave me a specific number. And when I was in church, they said that exact number. And I knew immediately that was just confirmation that that was the number that I was going to to give as an offering, you know, for me personally. Sometimes that is not for everybody. Sometimes when they say a number, it might not be for everybody. I mean, there are people that just do it, but it's not always bad when they say, oh, if, you know, do $100, you know, if you basically you feel, you feel led to give $100. The whole thing is if you feel led to, if you feel like God is saying, hey, this is how much I want you to sacrifice. This is how much I want you to offer. Then you do it. But if you can't do it, then you don't do it. You know, it's like you do what you could do. God knows your heart. You know, at the end of the day, he's not going to say, oh, he gave $500 and this person gave $1,000. Like if you can't give $1,000 and you gave $5, your $5 is like $10,000, you know, because that's what you could give. And that was your sacrifice. Absolutely. That is so true. And you know what? In in last last week, 
we were at church and um, at the end of the sermon, you know, the, the, the prophet um, and the pastor basically provided a number and the number was like, not a number I was thinking about as he was saying, you know, what are, you know, he was just giving a number of what you would offer. And I was, I, he said 210 and I was like, 210. I didn't hear 210. I heard 50 for me. <laughs> and, you know, I heard 50. So he was like, everyone who's willing to give that, uh, I just actually just stand and I stay seated because I'm not going to lie in church and I'm not going to front for anyone else. Um, that's something I don't have. I don't have it. So I'm just going to continue and sit here and listen. And that's, that's just what it's going to be. But then he had like this, you know, he asked if, if that's not what you you know, if, if, if that's not something that you can give at this time, whether it be 150 or, you know, 25, if you're going to give, uh, if you're going to offer something, I ask that you may stand. And I stood because I heard 50 and he, and, and he said, you know, within, you know, he gave that number uh, the second time around for those who are willing, who have a willing heart to give to, you know, to offer up something because the message was such a great message. And I wanted to sow into that message. And because I felt like that message was for me. And so I stood up because I, I knew that that was something I, I needed to offer up. And I felt a unction to give $50, you know, and he ended up giving me a word that that was really just like, something that I really, really needed. I really, really needed because God knows us. He knows what we're going through. We, he knows our hearts. And if we're willing to trust him, you know, he can, you know, he can open up the windows of, of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we may not have room enough to receive, you know, and I think about that all the time. And um, so when I gave up that, with that, when I gave up that, you know, it was, something that I needed. And so sometimes those numbers are given, um, but you also have to think of the number that, that the Holy Spirit is kind of whispering to you as well. Because sometimes we get these numbers and we think it's lottery numbers, but it could just be a number. <laughs> it could just be a number that you need to sow, you know, sow into the to the church. Like, oh, I, I get 26, I get 50. Like, listen, make sure, <laughs> make sure you know what that number is for, okay? Before you start, you know, going ham and, and you know, getting those lotto tickets. So anyway, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to to share that too. <laughs> but How do you guys feel when people are like, oh, the pastor live in a better house than me. He live in a uh, $2 million, $1 million mm. house and this and mm. that. Why do I need to pay tithes? You know, that's one of the things that we hear. I, I've heard mm. multiple times. Yeah. And it's so funny as believers, we're saying that we believe and what God says, you know, and it says in the word that he wants us to uh, have great things, you know, mm. so why, why do you want the pastor who's feeding us God is allowing the pastor or, you know, he or she is feeding us and you're getting, you're so willing to take this um, food and this nourishment or you're so adamant about giving because you feel like, oh, this is going to go into their pocket and they already have stuff. They don't need that. Well, you would, would you go to a pastor that is struggling 
and struggling and struggling and struggling and you feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. Why wouldn't you want the pastor to be blessed? If you want to, you think you should be more blessed than the pastor? <laughs> you think you should have more? He, this, he or she is sacrificing more than you. And you over here thinking that you come to church every, uh, every other Sunday or Sunday and praise the Lord. And you know, you don't, you know, you don't not do anything but going to church mm-hmm. and you think you're supposed to have more than the person up here sacrificing their time, their efforts, their resources. You know, it's like, Energy. why would you why would you want them to suffer? Yeah. Exactly. I never understood that, um, you know, but God has always been really faithful to me. And I, it's never been an issue with money to me. You know, some people, they they're very greedy or they like they like to hog onto their money. But. I think that that's something that God has worked on with me early on. So it was never really an issue for me to give if God ever gave me something. But I always took delight in giving to God. <laughs> I never felt um, uh, like it was a struggle for me to give. I always enjoyed tithe and offering time. Um, and when I didn't have any, that was the only time that I felt a little uncomfortable. But God would always tell me something that I could do. And I know um, I've talked about this before. How when, you know, I didn't have any money, I would offer my resources to the church. Like I would offer to clean the church and I would offer to do these things to the church, you know, to help the church because I didn't have monetary, you know, uh, money to give. And so um, I would do those things. And I remember I was listening in on a sermon and my pastor already know, like I came in on a Saturday to help clean the church. And uh, we visited this church where his friend was preaching and the pastor was really wealthy and he was just talking about uh, how God wants us to be blessed. He wants us to have provision. Um, He wants us to have prosperity. And so he was talking about that. And he also, and then he like pointed out to me, he was like, young lady, because you were faithful and doing a little, because you cleaned bathrooms and did all this kind of stuff, you know, you're going to have maids because you done this. And so, and then my pastor, yeah, my pastor looked at me because I had just cleaned the bathrooms at the church. And so, um, God will continue to bless you. He'll continue to bless you. I never lacked once I began to tithe. I always had provision and I always had, I always looked for it too. But since I know I'm a faithful tither, I know that my God will continue to bless me so I can continue to give and do more and more. And so I always looked for those outlets. I always looked for those ways that God was going to give to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so uh, my husband, we've, we've been um, investing in stocks and doing all these kinds of things because I'm like, these are openings that God can use to bless me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have my pots so he can fill them, you know, and then they can overflow. And um, I remember um, I gave, I remember I was at this point where I couldn't give a lot, but then I gave a little and God blessed me with about $5,000. Just like that. Oh yeah. I I only had, I only gave like uh, 50, but he blessed me with like $5,000 and um, God continued to bless us. And I remember we were so blessed. We're at this point where we're very comfortable. He got, he got us to a point where we're very comfortable and, um, we, I felt led to go to this church and I was like, well, I don't really feel like there's a message for me per se, but I feel led to go here. So God has an assignment for me here. So I'm just going to go. And so, um, I decided to go 
and they weren't even going to have this service. You know, like the pastor was feeling down because his numbers were low, but he's a good pastor. <laughs> he's faithful. He, um, he preaches the word the way it's supposed to be taught. And so, um, he wasn't even going to have like an appreciation service for himself, but his wife was like, no, we're going to have one. And so they decided to have one and we drove there, uh, to attend. And when it came down to the tithes and offering, that's where I realized why I was there. I was sent there. And I told my husband, I was like, we need to give a thousand. And my husband was looking at me like, you sure God told you a thousand? <laughs> You want to check on her? He was like, no, we're very, we were very comfortable. It was not a problem, but you know, and I felt less that I was like, it's a thousand dollars. And so he was like, okay, so we give a thousand. And, uh, but before they even say that, they were just like, um, our goal for tonight is a thousand dollars. That was their goal. And it seemed like the whole congregation, it seemed like a lot of them were in a position which they didn't feel entirely comfortable, but Mm -hmm. their goal was a thousand dollars. So every other thing that they got, it was just extra because God already gave us the assignment to give them their goal. Mm. And so (laughs) when they got it, when they got it, they shut it down. They didn't even need to call for any more tithes and offering because they already met their goal. So, Mm. um, yeah, she was like, as soon as I saw it come in, I was like, yeah, we're done. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) but that was my assignment and you know what then god gave me forty thousand. so okay so let me tell you tithing (laughs) and offering is effective but Mm -hmm. even if you should suffer for righteousness sake you will be blessed yeah so have no fear of them nor be troubled and that is first peters 3 14 so even when you're suffering he's gonna bless you because god is a good god if we being man can give good gifts, how much more can our father give to us? Right. So true. And it's just like you were saying with these pastors. It's so it's so silly to me <laughs> when people are like, uh, why are the pastors blessed? Mm. Because Deuteronomy 28, verse 3 tells us that if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord, your God, being careful to do all of his commandments that I command you today, the Lord, your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. If you obey the voice of the the Lord, your God, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. So if my shepherd of the the Lord's house is, is doing what he's supposed to do or she's supposed to do, then I should expect those blessings to trickle down from him to the congregation. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that is the key. And you know what, what I can, I see this a lot and it's almost kind of like you're trying to, people are trying to deter people from wanting to commit themselves to a church because there's so many memes. There's like a meme where it has like a, a sky view of Joel Osteen's home. And it's like the meme says, Joel Osteen be like, and it, it, there you see the big this big mansion and it says, don't, don't it make you feel good to give a little money to God? You know, and and then there's like this another meme I, I just saw. And it's like when when the churches look like this and it's like Joel Osteen's uh, church, his mega church and the pastor's house look like of a, a, this big mansion. And then while in one in three children live in poverty, it's time to tax the church churches and pastors. It's like. OK, what is your. 
what what is your goal in and to kind of shame these pastors for having mansions first of all this is a mansion on earth but those mansions in heaven are bigger than that and so this is something to just just be aware of it's like you this what exactly what skaya said they are doing what god is leading them to do and god is pouring out blessings to them to have the, what they have that's what they have that's what god has blessed them with i for one will not talk about what a pastor has out for one when I talk about the blessings of other people um that that's that's between them and and the God that they serve you know uh, I'm not going to talk about it that's that's great you know that's great I'm going to focus on what I need to do so that I can get the things that God has for me that's my focus when I give I'm just focused on getting for the things that God desires for me to have and the things that I need to do in my walk with God to get to that place where I'm able to pour into others and that I'm able to give to others like you gave to, you know, that pastor and his first lady, you know, I want to be able to give like that. And mm -hmm. so I, I don't, when I see those memes, I just look at it, I look of it, I look at it as basically ways for people to deter people from following from going to church and from following God. It's like you're saying, this is what your money is going to. So yeah, think about that, you know? Um, so that can like make you not go to church because uh, you see that they have mansions. I'm sorry. I'm me looking at their mansion, me looking at their house. It makes me want to go to that church because <laughs> you know, it starts at the head. And let me tell you something, I, I'm going to pour until I can't pour anymore. And once those blessings come to me, I for one will not be complaining. Okay. And some, I think that there is, there's like this hypocrisy there, right? There's a thin line between value and hypocrisy. Why is it that you look at a rapper with this big mansion and you say, oh, good for them. Oh, they have a mm -hmm. big mansion. Oh, wow. They got all these cars. Oh, good for them. Let's, let's, let's go buy some concert tickets from them. Let's go buy some merchandise from them. Let's go mm -hmm. buy some shoes from them while you're mm -hmm. giving to them. And then you look at the church like, uh-uh, no, I'm not going to do that because they already got what they have. They already going to get what they get. They follow God. Let God bless them. Let me not pour anything into them because I'm going to keep pouring into these other, these other instruments these rappers these these artists yeah okay what are they your idols is that who you look to you look to them you think that their blessings are going to fall on you what they're getting is going to come to you because you're giving to them um no there there's some hypocrisy there yeah and you know expected? yeah you know the and the crazy thing is too, because then you'll see like this thing is like oh so and so spent this much money on like something stupid like a uh, a chain of with the tongue hanging out or something like you know and they're like he spent all this money on that and they're like oh man he spent that much money on that it's like why are you like acting like that is so great that he just wasted money on jewelry okay. exactly an <laughs> excessive amount you know it's like he did, did they help anybody I mean I'm there are people that are in that are celebrities or like rappers that do help uh, yes. and do humanitarian work i'm not mm -hmm. saying that they don't but they are a lot of people that don't and you see them on social media throwing money around you see mm -hmm. them going to the strip club they're like oh they spent this much money in the strip club 
Yeah. Okay, they might have they might have blessed somebody in the strip club. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, whoa, really? But y'all are okay with that? Exactly. Exactly. You're impressed with that. But you're not impressed when the pastor uh, sends food to people who are starving. And when right. they go to different countries and uh, sacrifice their money and their time and their resources to be a blessing to others, that doesn't impress you. Yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. impress you. You're just going to bypass that and look at their house. You're just going to bypass what they're doing and look at the vehicle that they drive. It, it, it's kind of, it's just so hypocritical. And I would never forget when when Kendrick Lamar, he bought his sister in 2017 at Toyota Camry. And do you know that the internet internet went crazy? They were like, why are you, you got all that money and you going to buy your sister a Toyota Camry, <laughs> a brand new Toyota Camry for her graduation. He bought her a brand new Toyota Camry. And they were like, you should have bought her something else. You should have did this. You should have did that. And I'm just like, hold up a second. He bought her a whole car. <laughs> He bought her a whole car that she does not have to pay car notes on. And you're over here focusing on the type of vehicle that he has blessed his sister with. Um, While at the same time, you're looking at this pastor who bought a a brand new car and you're like, why he's buying that new car? Why he buying a Toyota Camry? (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) It's like, what? I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And so it's a thin line between hypocrisy and value. What do you value? If you value, uh, like, you know, what's it called? Materialistic things. If you value that on a certain type of person, then that's what you are going to expect. them. that's what you're expecting to see. But if you don't, if your values are very small when it comes to God and you see a pastor having things, then of course your values, when you look at them, it's going to be different because you're going to be wanting them to have small things, a small home, a small vehicle, uh, you know, that you're going to want them to have small things, things that are, can't not be obtained from like a regular smuggler person. You know what I'm saying? You, you see a mansion on a pastor and you're like, what? They shouldn't have that because you value seeing a mansion on a rapper. You value seeing that on a celebrity. You you value seeing that on someone else who is of more of the world than someone who is walking with God. Why mm-hmm. is it so mm-hmm. crazy to see a man of God having great things? Why is that surprising? It is because your values are not on the same level. And you know what? What else is interesting? I remember TD Jakes was talking about he had bought a house, and um, God had led him to buy in this house. He had bought the house, and it turns out it was on um, property. The property was rich and had uh, like I believe oil on in the on the property, and God had led him to this property, and then he had purchased this property, and then he finds out years later that this property was worth way more than he paid for because of, you know, the nutrients and the soil, the whatever was in the ground, you know, they wanted what was in the ground. And it's like, God led him to that place. And that became another resource for money for him. And it's like, God will give you wisdom. He will give you resources. You know, it's like, people think that some of these pastors are like, oh, they're only making money off of the congregation. God has given them like resources, given them strategies, giving them mm-hmm. other means to make money. Mm-hmm. Hey, 
like we're on earth it's like how, why do you think if you're a christian you're only supposed to make money out of one pocket like all only one mm-hmm. bucket exactly. you know we're supposed to be in every area of of you know the earth you know we're supposed to be in tech we're supposed to be in you know government we're supposed to be all over and god knows everything you know god could give us wisdom you know people do stocks like you were saying stocks god can give you wisdom like hey pick the stock you never know mm-hmm. five years later this stock could go shooting up out of the sky and you're like wow you know and nobody was even thinking about this i bought this stock and now look at it because god let you to do it and god exactly. does things like that for his people and it's like hey that's why you need to have a good relationship with God. So God will be able to communicate things with you and help you navigate life so that you will be in a position that he wants you to be in. Yes, exactly. Excellent. And I feel like a lot of people settle now too. And I feel like we need to upgrade our mind, upgrade our thinking. We mm-hmm. think, and not everybody, I'm just saying, I feel like people just kind of settle now. Mm. it's like I'm going to take an example like okay I was talking to my mom and um, there was a a commercial on or something about baseball mom was like oh I miss going to baseball games and I was like well go to the baseball games well she used to go to baseball games with me and um, my boyfriend right so we would go to the baseball games and we used to get like good seats like you know pretty good seats you know and then she was like yeah but it's too expensive I said well it's not expensive you don't have to get like floor seats you know and she was like um it's not fun if you don't get floor seats but it's like because you've been in the floor seating now you don't want to go and sit in the balcony (laughs) because you you had it it's like when I think about flying when I have when I flew in the economy it was like, okay, whatever. But once I got a taste of the first class, I was like, I will never fly economy ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Come it's on. like, because I upgraded, I upgraded, you know, it's like, hey, why would I, why would you want to downgrade after you already have upgraded? You know, it's like, hey, yeah. I'm trying to hit new levels in every aspect of my life, you know, because now if I go sit in the economy, it doesn't fit me. Now I'm fit for first class, you know, this suit mm-hmm. fits me a little bit better, you know, so everything I'm doing in life, I'm trying to upgrade so it'll fit me for excellence, you know, I don't want to just exactly. settle for the bare minimum anymore, you know? Yes. Yeah. Everyone say, God, give me a taste. Just give me a taste. Because once <laughs> you get a taste, once you get a taste, you're going to keep wanting that taste. And so the ways to, that you can get to that taste is by following God. And one of the things with following God is that you have to trust him. And trust is something that cannot be built overnight. And I'm just going to be real with everyone. Trust cannot be built overnight. It is something that it's like you're building a wall and brick by brick, brick Mm -hmm. by brick, you're building trust with God. And God has taught me a lot with my trust and how I can trust him. And when he, one night when I was just, I was just completely emotional. I was praying, I was praying till I got a headache. I literally, I was praying so hard and, and God was like, walk with me. And I was like, okay, walk with you. And I was like, what does walking with you look like? And he said, just walk with him trust him. Walking with God is trusting God. And (laughs) though he told me that I needed to walk with him, though he told me I need to trust him, 
there are times in my life when I look at things and I'm like, Lord, and then I hear, I just remember, walk with me. And so I do it. I do what I'm supposed to do. But it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to, I've never been in this position before. I've never been in this position in which I just have to throw all of my trust to God. I've never, I've, literally, I've never, this is the, in my life right now, I'm at this moment in which all of my trust is in God because I know that he is the only way that I can get through this. And so when I think about tithing, you know, the in Proverbs uh, 3, uh, 9 through 10, it's talk, it talks about the principles of plenty. Um, it's like honor the Lord with your wealth and your first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. I want my vats to be bursting with wine. And so and I know that I have to give him my first fruits. I need to give him my tithes and my offering because I know by doing that, he's going to he's show, it's showing my trust. It's it's like, you know, you, people who have trust issues, you can't have trust issues with God. <laughs> You need to just throw that out the window, okay? You can't have trust issues with God. You have to trust in him with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and watch what he can do. I'm like, I already know. I'm in the beginning stages. I feel like a shift has already happened in the spiritual, but I, I don't feel it on earth yet, but I feel that there's been a shift in the spiritual. And so when I start coming on here, you know, talking about all the blessings that God has done for me, don't be surprised, but just know that one of the things that happened was that I trusted him enough to give him 10% of what I have. And that is small. That's so small, but God is, can, God can pour out blessings bigger than what you can ever even fathom. You know, mm -hmm. as Sky was talking about, you know, when she was talking about that, I began to tear up too. Cause I was like, Oh, gosh, you know, look at what God can do. And I think that some people are, are not thinking about the miracle work in God when they think about God and when they think about tithes and offering. You don't think that God can can do that for you. You don't think that God can bless you like that. You think it's some imaginary things, like it's some fantasy world of, of skepticism that you're just like, uh-uh, that can't happen to me. And that is where your trust is, is failing in God, mm -hmm. because you have such a small mindset of what God can do for you. And we're, we're saying that you got to trust him. And we're saying that you have to tithe and you have to offer up bless uh, your, your, what you have. It's a sacrifice, right? It hurts to give it up, right? It hurts to let money go, but it's a sacrifice. And the reason why there's so much pushback, if there is a pushback, is because you know that it is a sacrifice. And some sacrifices that are just, sometimes people are not willing to make them. And that kind of limits us. It limits exactly. us. Mm -hmm. Those who are faithful over little will be rulers over much. Mm -hmm. So if you're not faithful over whatever you have now, how can you expect to be ruler over much? Don't bury your talents. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the parable, yeah. when God gives you something, don't just bury it. Don't just, you know, give it to yourself. Don't just buy something luxurious. Just started talking about Kendrick Lamar. So he bought her <laughs> that car and he was using wisdom because that's sustainable. If that car mm -hmm. ever um, needs gas, he won't have, she won't have to use premium gas. She won't have to use, um, she won't have to spend extra amount of money filling up the tank. Um, if it needs repairs, 
she can most likely be able to pay for those any repairs on that vehicle and that vehicle is going to last a long time because Mm -hmm. it's a quality vehicle it's a vehicle that is meant to last so he bought her something that is sustainable for her rather than something that's going to be a money guzzler um so i don't care if it didn't look pristine he was using wisdom i believe when he bought her that vehicle Mm-hmm. And when God gives you money, don't just spend it on things that will not have value later on in the future. You need to think about um, something that will increase in value. Mm-hmm. And then God will be able to give you more because you multiply what he gave you. Don't mm-hmm. bury your talents. Don't just buy something because it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Do something, uh, invest in things. Like T.D. Jakes was saying, if you don't just wear Versace, you know, invest in Versace if you're going to wear it. Don't just uh-huh. wear these things. Don't just buy these things. Invest in this if you're going to do it because you want to increase the, you know, increase your money and multiply it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what's another thing when you said that? It just reminded me of people that are cereal savers, but it's like you're saving in a regular bank account. You're not getting any interest. You're just saving. And you're like, oh, I can't spend money on this. They can't spend money on this. I need to save. And you're working and you're saving, but your money's not growing. You're just saving, but you're not growing it because you're so afraid that you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And it's like that fear will stop you from um, growing as well because you're just like, well, let me harbor this. Let me harbor all these nuts for the winter. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, come on now. It's like That'll a poverty mentality. And right. Mm. Ooh, come on. You know, it, it's so crazy because as we were talking, and um, I begin to think, you know, Lord, I just feel like I just want God to heighten our senses, heighten our way of thinking, make us think on a godly level because I feel like we allow so much to compromise the way we think um we interpret things the way we see them and we are always getting different things from social media tv downloaded mm-hmm. into us and mm-hmm. i just feel like we need a godly level of thinking you know in every aspect sometimes it's passed on from generation to generation like oh this is what my grandma or my mother taught me and it could be bad teaching but you're stuck on it because that's what this is what everybody else did this is what everybody else did you know and it's like you need to break mm-hmm. out of that mold of what everybody else did and think on a godly level like lord what wh- why am i thinking like this like come on show me show me the truth you know because god is the truth and the way and it's like we mm-hmm. all talk about oh this is my truth this is my truth well let me tell you one thing your truth is not the truth you said it when you said the sentence my truth Mm. what (laughs) god is the truth you want a real answer go to god stop running around talking about this this is my truth this is my truth you know just because you saying it's your truth doesn't make it true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's right that's right and i i want to I want to just bring this to to the viewers who are the viewers, <laughs> to our listeners, to those who are listening. Um, get out of the same routine. And I, I say that to say that if you are currently, you know, not giving, I recommend, highly recommend that you begin to start giving um, because... 
uh, one thing that, that God had revealed to me, you know, he gave me something to speak to someone else. And he was talking about three sixties and one eighties. And if you know anything about that, 180 degrees is like, if you look at it on a um, math, mathematical, you know, kind of scale, it's just the angle is a straight line. And it's just straight line. You're not going anywhere. You're just going straight. And it's just a continuous going straight on the same mindset, going straight. And God was saying that that individual need to do a 360. And I begin to think about that and dissect that. What is going 360 means? 360 is when you are moving in a continuous pattern. You're, you're going in a circle and circles revolve and they are 360 is it means that you're turning the world is turning god is always moving and so when you decide to do a 360 that means that you are walking with god and you're also being led with the things that are of god when your mind is focused on him you're revolving that means you are changing you don't see it but you're changing. By giving, you're changing. By tithing, you're changing. You're changing the way that you are thinking because if you stay on that 180, you cannot evolve into the level that you need to evolve into. In most transformations that you see in like animations and stories, you, you see these, these animations of the person who gets all these powers. You know, I remember this one animation, I can't think of the name, but I remember seeing that the person would turn and all of a sudden when they turned, they became a new creature. And so when you're walking with God, make sure that you're not the same, that you're, you're not staying in the same mindset, the same scope. Make sure that you are changing, that you are turning, that you're going 360, that you're doing things that you've never done before. And God can open up doors for you to go into while you're turning. And so if you're going 360, I don't know if those, if those doors will open um, in the same magnitude. And so anyway, I just wanted to share that because I was thinking about that. I was like, God, what does going 360 mean? You know, and, and that's what that was what was revealed to me. And so I wanted to share it with you guys as well. I just want to leave people with this. God is the creator of all things. He's the creator of heaven and the earth. He created you. He formed you. He knew you before you were even in your mother's belly. He knew who you would be and what you would go through. Um, he just knows everything about you. He created you with a plan and the picture in mind when he created you. He does not make mistakes. So if God does not make mistakes, and he has all of the answers. And we don't know exactly what we're doing and who we are. We need to look to the creator because he created us. And God does not make mistakes. Yep, that's correct. He does make mistakes. <laughs> so today, you know, we, we talked about basically this we talked about why is it really important to tithe and what does it mean to tithe and what does it mean to offer up um 
offer up sacrifices to God. We talked about the reason behind it and why it's important. And then we also shared some misgivings about why people um, don't do it and why, you know, that kind of limits us and restricts us, um, in a sense, from getting to our full potential um, in our walk with God. So I hope that this message helped someone who has been struggling when thinking about that, I, I hope that you do something that you've never done before, that you break out of the pattern of going 180 and you do something a little different so that you can start turning, you know, in, in a way that is beneficial towards you. Because in the end, God is our our father. He's our best friend, the, the best friend that you can ever have. He is our truly, our confident, he, our confidant. He is our beginning and our end. He is omnipresent. He is everything. And when I think about, you know, God, I just feel, I begin to feel so small because it is just, there's so much that he can do. And I am honestly, the fact that he knows my name, it is an honor. And so I revere him. And when you hear about fearing God, it's because it's not actual fear. It is you revere him so much that you want to continue to please him. And anytime that I pray, I said, God, I want to please you. And I want you to, I want to let you know that pleasing God means sacrificing to God. And in this, in this month, in this week, in this life, you just try your best to sacrifice, you know, for God be practical sometimes, but also trust him, have faith. And it, like I said, it's something that cannot be built overnight, but you can stack it up brick by brick. If it starts with $50 here, it can end with a thousand there. I'm just claiming that for you. I don't know what your tax bracket is, but listen, I, I'm just going to claim that for you um, to be able to give in, in a, a, you know, in that scale. So we will be praying for you guys. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he give you rest. May he give you peace. May he give you provision um, to continuously to be a blessing to those around you, to his kingdom. And may this week be greater than last week. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Kingdom. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. We thank you so much for listening. Please make sure that you are following us on our Facebook and on our Instagram as well. We have both, okay? And you can always comment. Uh, you can always tell us what your thoughts are. If there's anything that you want to share with us, if there's any topics that you want to discuss with us, you can connect with us on those uh, on the Facebook, on Instagram. But also you can always personally email us at connect at kingdomsistersradio.com. Know that I'm always checking those emails. So if you do send one, we will. I will look, we will see it, okay? We love you and we hope that you have a great week. And yeah, see you next time. Bye bye. Stay salty, kingdom. Love y'all. Stay salty. Okay. (laughs) All right. Bye bye.
思。